we're up to here, Perik Shlishi. This is already Hilchas Chanukah. The first two halachas are for Hilchas Megillah. Today is Hilchas Chanukah, Perik Shlishi. Halacha Allah. Bevayis Sheni, during the second Pesach Mikdosh, Kshamalcha Yovan Gozru Gzedes al Yisrael. When the kings of the Greek uh, decreed, decrees against the Jews, and they destroyed their religion, they did not allow them to occupy themselves with the Torah and the observance of mitzvah. And they stretched their hands out into their money and to their daughters. They entered into the Hechel. And they breached their breaches. They defiled the pure the Jewish people were in big um, oppressed from them they pressured them a great pressure until the God our Father had mercy upon them he saved them from their hands the sons of the Chashmenoim who were the high priests they uh, overpowered them and they killed them. And they saved the Jewish people from their hands. And they placed the king of the priests, of the Kohanim, and the Jewish kingdom returned more than 200 years until the second destruction. When the Jewish people overpowered their enemies and they destroyed them, that was on the 25th day of Kislev, they entered into the Hechel, they didn't find any pure oil in the Migdash, but one jug, that only had enough to light for one day, and then they light the lamps, of the uh, arrangement, the nearest of the Mesamikdash, many young for eight days, until they were able to squeeze new oil, new olives, and bring out new pure oil. Because of this, the sages in that generation instituted that these eight days shall be they start with the 25th of Kislev you may simch of a halal day of rejoicing and saying of the halal and in the evening we light uh, the candles on the entrances to the houses and the doors of the houses is in every night and night of the eight nights. Lahari is to show legalis and to reveal Hanais the miracle. These days are called Purim. They are prohibited with eulogy and fasting as the days of Purim. And the lighting of the candles on during Hanukkah is a mitzvah from the scribes. Just like the reading of the Megillah, which is the Mitzvah Midrabon. Halacha Dalek. Anyone who would be li- obligated to read the Megillah is also obligated to lighting the light of Hanukkah. The one who lights it on the first night, 
makes three blessings. These are them. Baruch Atah Hashem Alekeinu Malachoy Lom Asher Kishom Tzvay Tzvonu Lahadlik Neir Shel Chanukah to light the lamp of Chanukah V'shos and Nismul Avisenu V'chulu V'shech Yonakimonu V'chulu Chol Horeya Yisom V'lei Beirach One who sees them and hadn't made the bracha V'varech Shtayim will make two brachas V'shos and Nismul Avisenu V'shech Yonu V'shor Aleilo is in the rest of the nights Hamadlik V'varech Shtayim So one who lights it will make two brachas if you just see it, you're only going to make one bracha. You're not going to make the Shekhyonu again. Shekhyonu, I love the Laila Harishim. We only make Shekhyonu in the first night. During all these eight days of Hanukkah, Gremrim has a halal. We complete, we do the entire halal. And before you say the halal, we say the bracha. He's commanded us to complete the Hallel and to bring down the notes here that the Maram Rutenberg used to say, like we do. This is done whether an individual or the community. You say suffering. Although the reading of the Hallel is only a rabbinic uh, mitzvah, still you, of the bracha is still, one who sanctified the Mrs. Kiderach, just like you mevarech, Allah Megillah Valeirev, just like he makes a bracha the Megillah and Eirev. I'm not understanding why the Rambam doesn't say Kiderach Shemavarech Al Hadlokas Neres Chanukah. He just mentioned the brachas with regards to Neres Chanukah that you make a shekishon to his ladik Neres Chanukah. Why does he bring Megillah and Eirev? Shekol v'adai shel divrei mevarchin olav. Anyways, the Rambam says in any event that whenever there is a definite uh, of the Rabbana. In other words, it's something with the rabbis instituted. Then you make a brach. But something which is only with the Rabbana. But the main thing why we do it is because we're not sure. That's the base of the Kigoyin, as for example. That's a grain you bribe from a non Talmud Chochem. You're not sure whether you have to give to separate the trumas and maestres. You don't make a bracha on it, on the separation, because it's a suffix. The reason you have to separate it is not because the Chum instituted They're just not sure if you did it or not. On a suffix, you don't make a bracha. So why do we make on the second day Yontav a bracha? The whole Yontav comes because of a suffix. We're not sure when the day of Yontav is. Very special. The Chomet didn't want to take away the bracha from second day Yonta because then people would not take it seriously. It's not just the halal for Hanukkah, which is from rabbinic origin. It's always in all the days that we conclude the Hallel, it's still only Midrabon. 18 days during the year time, it's mitzvah to complete the Hallel. Following them. The eight days of Sukkot. Eight days of Hanukkah, so it's 16. shall Pesach, the first day of Pesach is 17. And the first day of Shavuos is 18. 
And he's not counting in the Yom Tov Sheni Shogoldi, he's talking about an Eretz Yisrael, where you don't make two days. Abol, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippurim, Eim Bem Halal. But Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, we don't do Halal. Lefishem, Yom Tshuva, Yom Vafachat. Because they're days of repentance, awe, and trembling. Lo Yom Simcha Yisera. It's not days of extra, too much Simcha. Letikna Halal Bapurim. And on Purim, the Chacham did not say Halal, didn't institute because the reading of the Megillah is already the Halal. But in places that you do make two days, then you're going to add three more days. That's 21 days. You have a ninth day for Sukkot. That's the same. The eighth day of Hanukkah. Instead of one day. And then two days for Shavu instead of one day. Over there is just a custom. And this is not a mitzvah. And that's why you only do it by the, when there is a minion. That's why we skip to show that this is not really a mitzvah. Uh, it's only a mitzvah. And you don't make a bracha because we don't make a bracha when it's a uh, custom. But an individual shouldn't read, shouldn't read it all. Um, but we we do it that with tzibur we make a bracha and b'yachid actually we make a bracha too if you read it by yourself. But by tzibur we're yotzer with the bracha. I mean that's the uh, general way it's done. Some people came up and say that the Rebbe once said that even then to make a bracha, but that's the general way it's done. Yashlim, if you started, you should uh, complete. Uh, so if you did, a yachid started to read it, uh, but he shouldn't read the whole thing, he should skip over. The rest of the day of Pesach, besides the first or the second two days of Pesach, you skip over as in Rosh Chodesh. How do you skip over? We start from the Chalak to the beginning. And some people do it different. We just we skip Lilon of after. Aloha Tesco Yim Kosh Lukris Amagila. All day is fit for reading the Akul Kris Halal. Bakoilas Halal Mafreya Layotza, reading the Halal backwards, you have to fulfill your obligation. Koro Vishov Khazar Vikoro, if you read and you delayed and then you go back to read. Ava Pish Shok the Ligmura Skula, even though you delayed in between so you can finish the whole halal. Yotzu, you fulfill the obligation, as we learned. Also with the Megillah, uh, it's different by uh, the davening, but other than that. Yomim shekemrim, according to the Rambam. Yomim shekemrim is halal, yesh le lahafsik mepedek lepedek. If the days that you complete the halal, so if you need to interrupt between one chapter and the chapter, abem tzapedek lehafsik. But in the middle of the pedek, don't interrupt. Yomim shekemrim diluk. But in those days that you skip the halal, which means you skip pieces, so you can even interrupt the middle of the period. When you complete the halal, you make the bracha beforehand. 
And places where they make a bracha after, they also make a bracha. What is the bracha after? There are places where the tradition is to repeat. And the reason is because the entire chapter is all double, and starting from Oitcha, it's not doubled, so therefore Rashi brings down, they doubled it also. Uh, until the end of you repeat everything twice. Places where the tradition is to duplicate, so you double it, you double it. If the tradition is not to double, so you don't double. What was the tradition in the reading of the halal in the times of the earlier sages? It was as follows. After the um, one who uh, reads uh, for everyone the halal, Maskil Vaimri says, They all say halaluka. That's a sign of the years of of Aaron. Aaron lived for 123 years. When the one who reads comes to every chapter, him so then they repeat what he says. Ketzat Shuaimer b'tzeis Yisrael mitzrayim. Cholom chesvaimer b'tzeis Yisrael mitzrayim. Vakedem beis Yisrael mamloyes. Cholom einim halaluka. Achiyem rahavti kishma Hashem eskolat achnunei. Vcholom beisrim avti shenkishma. So first, in the beginning, they repeat the verse, and from the second verse on, they just say halaluka. Chenk shiyem rakoyd halushem kol goyim. Cholom chesvaimer halushem kol goyim. Hakoyd omer ona Hashem eshiyeno. Vehi neim nemacharuf. Even though it's not the beginning, but still they say, We don't do it that way. Uh, uh, the one who's leading, who's reading the Kodahalal is a minor of the Isha, who cannot fulfill your obligation. Then you have to respond word for word what they're saying because you're not fulfilling your obligation just by saying Hallelujah. This was the original conduct, and that's fitting to want to follow. But nowadays I've seen in all places. Various strange conduct when they read it and how the people respond. And one isn't considered to the other.
It's just different. Everybody's doing things different. So let's do now the Perik Revi, the fourth chapter. This is the laws of Hanukkah combined together, Megillah and Hanukkah, two for, ha- two for Megillah, two for Hanukkah. So this is the final, the fourth chapter, but it's the uh, final chapter in the book of Zamanim of the Rambam, the third book, which is Mada Ava, is the first two, and then comes Zmanim. And then we're going over to Noshim. That's the next one. Perik Revi, Halach Aleph. How many candles does one light on Hanukkah? So he says, Mitzvah, the original mitzvah, is Shiyya Kobayis Ubayis Madlik Ner Echad. That every home should put, every home should put one of them. Huh? I also keep up. You keep up? Yeah, Great. So originally, so for an air for the whole family, it would be similar like we're saying, like the light of the Shabbos candles. You know, you light one the, the woman lights it in the house for the whole mishpacha for everybody. So the Hanukkah candles was one one person would light it for the whole family. Whether it were a lot of family members, one family members, each household lit one candle for the family. And people that were more uh, perfect in doing the mitzvah, you would light lamps for the member of the household. Some women do so actually for Hadlokos Neres too. They light a light for each one of the family members. They light on Nerev Shabbos. But anyways, by the light of Hanukkah, uh, they would light, the better way to do it is not just to light one candle for everybody, but to how many members are in the family, that's as many lights that you would uh, put on. You would have a lamp for each one and one. Bein anoshim, beinoshim, whether for men, for women, because everybody was part of the mitzvah, so you would light for everybody. Yeah. One who would even do better than this, to do even a better mitzvah. So then you would light a candle for each one on the first night. And then you would add each day an additional lamp. How so? Base. I'm going to explain. So, what would be the done to be done in the best way? Ketzat. Let's say there are ten family members in the in the household, right? So, so the first night you light ten candles. sheni, you add esrim, you do twenty. and then the third night you do shloishi. until it turns out that on the eighth night you would have eighty candles because you keep on adding. However, the Rambam says in Aloha Gimel, it is a uh, custom which is very simply uh, established in all of our cities in Sephard, in Spain, where the Rambam in the Sephard, you call Anche Abayis Madliki Neir Echod Balaylo Harishin, that uh, each of the family members, all of the family members, instead of lighting for each one, a candle, we light the whole family one light on the first night and then you just add another light every night, so uh, what you would do is, you'd have the first night you'd have one, then you'd have two, and then three, no ten, twenty, thirty until it'll turn out that on the eighth day you will have eight lamps lit whether you have a lot of members in the house or a few members in the house, 
is always one. One of the reasons for that is Tosus brings down, uh, and uh, they quote they they they, they uh, say this is the reason for the Rambam is because you can't really tell that you're increasing the mitzvah if you're going to write because people don't know if you have let's say. 20 candles, you don't know that you did more the second day. If you every day you do just one, two, three, four, you can tell that you're increasing the mitzvah. But if you like for every family member, you don't see the next day how you increase because you need to know that this is double from the day before. So that's why we uh, do it only and keep on increasing. If you have a lamp that has two mouths, two openings, that could be counted uh, for two people, meaning um, according to uh, that, uh, if you light it for each one, so two, even though it's one holder, but it has two mouths, two openings, so that counts for two people. If you fill a plate with oil, and you surround it wicks all around it, if you cover it, so So each wick could be counted as one lamp. But but if you don't cover it with a keli, you just have an open plate and you have wicks coming out of it, then it's looked like as a flame, not as a candle. But if you look at the nechshavis, it wouldn't even count for one. You don't light the Hanukkah lamps before the sun sets. Elohim shkiyosu, but as it is setting. We don't make it later, we don't do it before. Uh, the right's the right time of the uh, lighting. Of course, if you didn't do it, you can do it later. But I'm saying, that's the way you do it. If you forgot, or you intentionally, and you did not light when the sun was setting, you can keep on lighting it until there's no longer people in the marketplace. The feet are no longer in the marketplace, meaning it needs to be uh, publicizing for people to uh, see it, but there's nobody in the street. When you're lighting it, then uh, you can't light anymore. So how long is this time? That would be about a half an hour or more. Uh, which means after the Shkia Sachamo, in the olden days, of course, because there was no lights, people didn't hang around in the streets when it was dark, so uh, they would go, yeah. So, once that time has passed, then uh, he no longer would light. And also, when you're writing, when you are lighting at the Shkia, you should put in enough oil so that it would light for half an hour until the uh, people leave the marketplace so that they can see the uh, miracle, the publicizing of the miracle. So what happens if you light it, but then it extinguishes, it, it's been extinguished, it, it went out. He's not required to light it again. In other words, you fulfilled your mitzvah when you light it. It's not a mitzvah that it has to stay lit. The mitzvah is to light it. And once you've done that, you fulfilled your mitzvah, and even if it went out, you don't have to light it again, halachically speaking. I mean, uh, What happens, there is enough oil that it continues to burn 
after there's no longer anybody in the marketplace. Uh, so then if you want to, if you wish to extinguish it or to remove it, then that's okay, you can do so. All types of oils, all types of wicks are fit to be used for the Hanukkah lab. And even though those oils do not uh, draw, they don't follow the wick. On Shabbos we have an issue with them. We can't light with them because we're afraid that you might come to adjust them. But on Hanukkah it doesn't matter. The light does not sort of hang well, doesn't attach well to those wicks. Okay, so he says, Even on the nights of Shabbos, which is in Hanukkah, so we can't do it for the Shabbos lights, but but on Hanukkah we're not worried. You're still allowed to use to light with those oils and wicks, which you're not allowed to use for Shner Shabbos, but you could use them for the Hanukkah lights. Why? Because the reason is we're afraid you might adjust it. But the Hanukkah lights are not uh, meant to be used. Because you're not allowed to use the line lamps of Hanukkah. Uh, whether Shabbos or in the weekday, you're never allowed to use. We can only see them. So therefore, we don't have to worry about that you might forget that you're going to adjust it, you're going to violate the Shabbos for the Hanukkah candles as opposed to the Shabbos candles, which you're allowed to use. We can't use those different wicks because you're afraid you might adjust it. During the weekday, even to do something small, let's say you want to see a different coins, what kind of coins, or you want to count the money, which doesn't take a great effort. Uh, so which means you're using the Hanukkah lights for something small. It is also also is prohibited. Aloha Ner Hanukkah Pesach the Hanukkah lamp, the mitzvah is to place it on the doorpost, on the entrance of the house, on the outside of the entrance. That will be one tefach which is close to the door. That will be to the left-hand side to the one who enters the house because you have to have the mezuzah on the right hand. The mezuzah will be on the right. And the Hanukkah light will be on the left. If he lives, his home is on the attic, in the up floor. Then you place it in the window, which faces uh, the public uh, thoroughfare, the Rishus But if you place it higher than 20 Amah, which people can't see that high, then you have done nothing because it's not recognizable. Nobody can see that you load the menorah. It's too high up. What happens during the days of dangers, people, the Jews could not light the menorah without getting into themselves into danger. So what do you do? A person can light the Hanukkah light in his house inside. You don't have to put it outside. Even if you just place it on your table, it's sufficient. You need to have another lamp in the house so that you can use the other, other light can be used for the lamp. 
If there is a, a big flame, that you don't need another candle. But if you're a important person that you don't use the regular, you just use a candle, then you need because we worry that you're going to use the Hanukkah light, which you shouldn't. If it was lit in the light of the Hanukkah by a people who are not mentally capable, a cheresh, deaf, mute, or a shaita, full, or cotton, or minor, or or naju, hasn't done anything. It's not just that you should have a light. The one that lights it needs to be kosher. Only one who is obligated to light it would light it. If you lit it in the inside, and you put it on the door post to be the mitzvah, but you lit it inside, you hadn't done anything. You must light it in the place where it's supposed to be. If you're holding the lamp in your hand and you were standing, uh, then you hadn't done anything because you can't tell. You can't keep the nair in your hand because it's like his flashlight. He's thinking that you're using it for your needs. You need some light. If you have these ashoshis, those are a light inside of a glass that burned all day. Uh, so Shabbos goes out, you extinguish it, and you relight it. Because the mitzvah is to light it, not to place it. It is permissible to light one Hanukkah candle from another one. If you have a courtyard that has two entrances and two sides, then you need two candles. Because perhaps the people who go through that side of the courtyard will, will accuse you, uh, suspect you that he didn't place the Hanukkah light. But if the two entrances were on one side, sufficient to one, because the one that passes will see the uh, light burning on one entrance. You have a guest who in his home, back home, they're lighting for him. You do not need to light for him in the place where he's a guest. If he doesn't have a home that they light for him, he needs to light in the place where you're a guest. How do you do that? You participate, you pay for the oil that makes you a party to that light. If he has his own home, his own, his own room or own home, even though they're lighting in this house, but he's a guest, but he has his own home. Then you have to light in your place that you're in, even though they're lighting for you at home. People will pass by, they see you're there, you're not lighting the Hanukkah, or they'll accuse you of not lighting. They don't know that it's being lit for you in your home. But I guess if you're a guest and the other person is lighting, so they know it's for you as well. Halacha you base mitzvahs ne'er Hanukkah, mitzvah chavivim the mitzvah of life with Hanukkah is a very dear mitzvah. Uh, a person needs to be careful about that is in order to let known, to publicize the miracle and to add to the praise of Hashem and thanking Him for the miracles that He has done for us. So even if He supports Himself only from tzedakah, 
you still should borrow or sell your garment. And you purchase oil and lamps and you light the menorah. That's how important the mitzvah of Hanukkah is. If you only have one coin, one pruta. And you have two options. Either you're going to make Kiddush, you're going to buy wine for Kiddush, or you're going to light the Hanukkah menorah. Magdim shemen. Then you first buy oil uh, to light the Hanukkah al hayayin lekiddush over wine for kiddush of the day. Since they're both from the rabbis, this is a question because kiddush on wine is from the rabbis. It's better to do the lighting of the lamp of Hanukkah that reminds us of the miracle. Halacha Yudalit, finally the last halacha in the book of Zmanim. Now you have another dilemma. You have only enough money, uh, enough light to either light the Shabbos light uh, or lighting the Hanukkah light. So you can either light Ner Beisay, the house for the house, or the Ner Hanukkah. Ner Beisay, the reason is, one of the reasons is also for Shalom Bais. Uh, of course, the Ner Hanukkah you can't use, that's to publicize the miracle. The Ner Beisay, that's Shalom Bais. Or, same thing would be true on Ner Beisay, Vikidosh Hayyim. Same thing if you have an issue which is not connected to Hanukkah, but that would be connected any Shabbos. You can either have enough money to buy wine for Kiddush or to buy the lights for the Shabbos candle. Ner Beisay Koydim. First comes the light for the home. Shum Shalom Beisay. That's for the Shalom Bais. Sharei, what do we see the importance of Shalom Bais? Sharei Hashem Nimchok, because the name of God is erased in the scroll. They write for a sota and they erase it in the water. So Hashem allows His name to be erased, which is not allowed. This is a, a prohibition, and this is tremendous. But last is Shalom in order to bring peace between a man and his wife. Godel Hasholim. Its peace is great. Shekol Atoyer Nitna Las Shalom Bayim. All of the Torah was given to make peace in the world. Shenamar, as the pasuk says in Mishlei Pei Gimel Pasuk Zayin, the Rocheho Darchenoyim. The ways of the Torah are ways of pleasantness. The Chol Nesivei Seho Shalom. All of its paths, its ways, all the different lanes and uh, roads are all peace. Nigmar Sefer Shlishi, this concludes the third book, Vuhu Sefer Zmanim, that is the book of Zmanim, of times. Hilchoisov Eser, it has ten laws that we discussed here. Uprakov, and there's, the chapters are Shiva Vetishim, uh, are uh, 97. Ubekon Nishlam, and here Nishlam. And here is completed the first section that finishes with Sholem. I guess maybe because the last words is Sholem. Hashem name be blessed from here and never after. Mitzvah Reish Yud Gimel 213 is the mitzvah of marriage. The Torah writes about uh, a man and a woman uh, having a relationship 
before that there needs to take place a betrothal, a marriage. That takes place either by giving an item of value into the hand of the woman or by writing a document of Kiddushin or through an intimate relationship for the purpose of Kiddushin, of betrothal. These uh, different uh, ways of acquiring the woman are hinted in the Torah because the Torah writes in Devorim, Perik Chavdalet Posik Aleph, the Torah writes there, Ki yikach ish isha uva'ola, when a man takes, acquires a wife and he is intimate with her. So this would allude to the fact that the acquisition, the kicha, is accomplished through the intimacy. Then the Pasik also, when the Pasik describes about the uh, woman uh, divorcing of a woman, the Pasik describes she will be divorced and then she is divorced from this man and she becomes the wife of another man. The Torah writes them next to each other that the divorce and the coming to the next husband next to each other, which means that they have a similar way, just like a divorce takes place through a document, likewise the acquisition can also take place through a star kiddushin. And further we also learn the acquisition, acquisition that you can acquire by giving money, and which basically is the value of a shavapruta, today we give a ring, is that comes from an illusion of the Pasik, which the Torah writes actually with regards to a Jewish made servant and the Torah says that uh, there will be no money uh, that needs to be paid to the master as the uh, girl when she grows up to the age would go free from her master and there is an illusion here that there is no money to this master at this time but the original master uh, which means the father who has uh, betrothed his daughter would get money, so that's how we learn out. It's a detailed discussion in the Gemara Kedushin. Uh, we learn out that there is the value, there is the means of Mekadish through Kedushin. However, and this is a very big uh, to-do in all the commentators, the Rambam writes the uh, Kedushin of a Torah, the Biblical Kedushin, is through intimacy. That's the real Kedushin, as explained in many areas in Kesubis and Kedushin and Traktinido. The details of this mitzvah completely have been thoroughly articulated in the special uh, tractate which was designated for this, which is the tract of Kedushin. And specifically, our sages say that Kedushin through intimacy is considered from the Torah. So here we see that the mitzvah's Kedushin is the Raisa, which by, is from the Torah. But by the way, the commentaries basically say that something which is beferish, explicit in the Torah, is by the Rambam called the Araisa. But the other things is we learn out through an illusion, so that's not that it's not effective from the Torah, but rather it's not explicit in the Torah. It's something that we need to derive from the different ways that the Chachamim derived that.